Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another rousing episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Matt Hinshaw, as always. And with me, my good buddy, my friend, my mentor, my raging alcoholic, Mysterious Mike. Hey, everybody. I don't know if I'm a raging alcoholic. Well, so you do go to meetings then? No, I didn't say meetings. Well, but I thought that was the difference between a drunk and an alcoholic was meetings. Oh, okay. So, so alcoholic doesn't go to meetings? No, alcoholic goes to meetings. A drunk does not. Oh, okay. So, no meetings for me. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> Mike, welcome to Bat Country. <clears throat> yes, welcome. What are we talking about today? So, the movie we're reviewing today is a legacy cast, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's uh, from 1998. Uh Directed by Terry, Terry Gillum. It's written by, well, it's based on the book by Hunter S. Thompson. And then the screenplay was done by Terry Gillum, Tony Grisoni, Todd Davies, and Alex Cox. Uh, it's starring Johnny Depp, Benicio Del Toro, Toby McGuire, and a bunch of other people that are just kind of make some cameos like Vern Troyer. And Christina Ricci, Cameron Diaz, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, Gary Busey. And this is about an oddball journalist and his psychopathic lawyer travel to Las Vegas for a series of psychedelic escapades. Yeah, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but sure, that's a, that's a synopsis. Yeah, like one sentence. I feel like that covers most of it. You know, that's pretty good. Drugs, 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 and a motorcycle race. There's your synopsis. Well, what about drugs, drugs, typewriter, more drugs? Yeah, that's true, because he did do a little bit of writing here and there. Yeah, somehow he got paid to do that. Those are the days of real journalism. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, when you when you just go and on this adventure, you just get lit out of your mind. Don't even go to your assignment and still get paid. That's those were the days. Yeah, did you ever have any of those days? Uh, no. Yeah, I feel like people really expect you to have something these days. Yeah, they they expect you to do your work. I mean, what kind of bullshit is that? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's, I don't know. All right. So, Mike, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. When was the first time you actually watched this movie? Uh, I believe in 1998 when it came out. Yeah. If I remember right, I think both of us watched it. I don't think we saw it in the theaters, but uh, I know we watched it either at home or at someone's house or something because I remember seeing it with a bunch of us. Yeah, I don't know if I saw it in the theater, so I'm starting to lean towards I didn't see it at the theater, but I did see it uh, quite early once it hit the videotapes at the time. 
probably VHS. I just remember it blew my freaking mind. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy movie. Um, and this is the first time that I remember seeing uh, Benicio Del Toro uh, in a starring role. And then after that, he kind of was everywhere. And I feel like this movie kind of brought him out into the where everybody got him enough attention that he got some more work. One thing that was interesting that I remember was seeing uh, Benicio Del Toro in Traffic and Sin City and all these other movies. And then going back and seeing Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, I was like, holy shit, that's Benicio Del Toro. Like, I didn't even recognize him because he had gained so much weight for this role. Yeah, he did. He 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 was definitely he put on some weight. Yeah. So, for those of you who do not know, this is based loosely, kind of loosely on Hunter S. Thompson. He actually wrote a book that this movie is based on, but most of his writings are all from the first person. He writes himself in a lot of his stuff, and he was a well-known drug user, partier, crazy-ass journalist. And so there's a lot of this story that I believe is true. <laughs> yeah, it's... Wow, it's it's so almost ridiculous. It seems like it kind of would be true because you wouldn't do that. Like, these things are just so odd. That it Dude, almost seems like it, it had to happen. Especially the hotel rooms, man. I mean, you can't get away with, like, farting too loud in a hotel room today before someone picks up a phone and calls on you. And they're, like, running around with, like, bullhorns and screaming at the top of their lungs and throwing shit. I mean, it's wild. And no one calls a welfare check. Yeah, and then then uh, the, the, the one uh, scene when he wakes up in the morning and they're, like the bed is burned. like Oh, God. It looks like, like an A-bomb went off. Yeah. What, what the hell, man? Like, it's crazy. The, the, the screaming, all the stuff that goes on. It's nuts. Well, one way that I kind of visualize this movie is in, like, two parts. You have the first hotel room and the first event, which is the motorcycle Baja 1000 style race. And then you have the second half of the movie, which is the second hotel room and the district attorney, the attorneys of the U S national convention or something. Oh, I don't yeah, remember yeah, the exact yeah. title. Yeah. Something and so like that. I, yeah, I see them as two completely distinct stories that take place at the same time, but that are split, but they're similar and then it's divided by his interaction with Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he when he he messes with the cop, like it's it's so ridiculous. Like people I, wouldn't oh, do that. Dude, oh man, I loved that scene with Gary Busey, man. And that was Gary Busey before his motorcycle accident and all that stuff that screwed up his brains. So he was still fairly on his game back then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was fan freaking tastic. Uh, uh, even though it's a small part, he did a great job. He really did. Yeah, I, I think you need to take a nap. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it was it was cool to watch it again, and I had no idea that the hitchhiker in this movie 
was who he was. Oh, Toby Maguire? Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> oh my goodness. And 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 why would I? Cuz in 1998, he was like a nobody. Like I didn't yeah. know who he was. Spider-Man, I think came out Did Spider-Man come out in 98 or was no, it like 2002, I think. Was it that Okay, I I'm not sure. I knew it was around that time period. Or, or but he Yeah, I think he I'll, was I'll double not, check. He was not known at all. Oh, and to tell you a little trivia about it, was the scene they had to reshoot one of the scenes where Tobey Maguire was in the car with them? Yeah, and they shot his scenes in one day, the original scenes, and they had to go back and reshoot something, and I don't remember what it was. But um, he had shaved his head the first time for the the wig and everything to fit on right. Yeah. The second time he had started growing his hair out, which I assume was probably for Spider Man. Maybe, yeah. Spider-Man came out in 2002. So, I mean, that might be a little too early, but he was probably getting another role. He was getting another role of something, I guess. And he did not want to shave his head to put the bald cap on and stuff. And they they had it in the contract that if he had to shave his head again or something, they would have to pay him like 15 grand. And at this point, they were already over budget for this movie. And so they're just like, screw it. And he just put it on. And if you look, you could tell that it does not quite look as good as the original scenes. His bald cap and his screwed up hair and all that stuff. Nice. Nice. Oh, another part, another one of trivia that goes along with the Gary Busey uh, one. Yeah. You'll remember this. The very last line that Gary Busey says to Johnny Depp. Do you remember what it is? No. Uh, Gary Busey looks uh, Johnny Depp in, dead in the eyes. And and he's getting ready to let him loose. And he says, just give me a little kiss. And then it cuts to the convertible racing down the road. So you never know if he actually did it or not. Nice. nice. That, that line, give me a little kiss, was completely improvised by Gary Busey. Oh, nice. He just, he just said that and then he they loved it. He just said it on the spot. No. Uh, the director and the screenwriters loved it. Hunter S. Thompson hated it. But after they cut the movie together and Hunter S. Thompson watched it, I think two or three times, he thought it was one of the funniest lines of the whole movie. (laughs) So he originally hated it with a passion. And then when it came out and he saw it a few times, he thought it was just fantastic. Yeah, I I know that um, Johnny Depp uh, it was friends with Hunter S. Thompson before uh, Hunter S. Thompson killed himself. Right, and- they were, and Johnny Depp actually spent four or five months shadowing Hunter S. Thompson for this for his role in this movie. Wow. And another thing about the trivia of Johnny Depp and Hunter S. Thompson is that Hunter S. Thompson originally didn't want Johnny Depp to play him. He didn't like him. He didn't think he was right. He didn't think he was young enough. All this other stuff. He liked... Uh, they Originally, uh, as the trivia says, uh, originally this movie was supposed... They tried to make it three different times, and it just kept getting shot down, and they kept having different people that were going to play Hunter S. Thompson. And I don't remember who the actors are, but they were pretty big names. And they kept getting too old for the role of uh, Raul Duke. 
And so when it came to Johnny Depp, Hunter S. Thompson originally really didn't like him. And then they spent all that time together. And Hunter S. Thompson, by the end of it, when they started doing shooting, he's like, I can't see anyone else doing this role. That's how much he flipped. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Like, I mean, I guess that shows you how well that Johnny Depp was able to sell himself to. Right. And how much he morphed himself into being Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. Now, here again, I, I don't want to go off on a lot of the trivia, but it's kind of neat stuff. Um, during uh, when Huntress Thompson was on set, or and also when uh, Johnny Depp was, you know, working with him, getting his mannerisms down and learning how to be him, um, he would wear Huntress Thompson's clothes. Oh, wow, that's crazy. And so a lot of the clothes that uh, Johnny Depp wears in the movie are actually Hunter S. Thompson's clothes, like his personal clothing. Oh, man. I, I guess that makes it more real, and, and maybe that helped Johnny Depp like to just be him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much it was. I know they said a lot of the like the Hawaiian kind of shirts were his, and I assume probably like some of the hats and things were his, because I mean, yeah. you, you can see pictures of Hunter S. Thompson wearing stuff that looks like those hats. I don't yeah. know if they're the exact ones, but um, and then the last little tidbit about Hunter S. Thompson, then I'll stop and you can talk, but uh, the red Cadillac, the first Cadillac, the second one was white, the first one was red, is Hunter S. Thompson's Cadillac. Oh, that's awesome. I, that's really neat. I didn't know that. He was really well known for tooling around that car in L.A. and San Francisco. Huh, that's cool. Yeah. All right, your turn to talk. So I I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I mean, it's crazy, like, drug-trippy movie, but uh, I still enjoy it quite a bit. Um, it's just, it's like almost fantastical story. It seems like it's it couldn't be real. But, you know, not, I mean, I know it's a movie and there's certain things I think they made up. But I've, I imagine a lot of the things happened, maybe not quite the same way that they said, but in a similar sort of way. And that's just nuts. That's yeah. just. Yeah, it really is. Especially when you think back to all the times that we've gone to Vegas and burned down hotel rooms. Right. Right. <laughs> like the way we were treated and the way they are treated was way different. Oh, dude. I have to say, one of my favorite scenes in this whole thing was when they get high as a giraffe's ass on the ether. Yeah, and they're then they're doing the... in the, the, That's when they're on the circus floor, right? That's when right? they go in circus, circus, yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, it's not circus, circus, because circus, circus actually threatened to sue them if they used their name and all this other stuff, but they did model that casino after circus, circus, including... The uh, merry-go-round kind of bar. Like, that really is in Circus Circus. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I loved I loved that whole kind of thing. It's just so off the wall. Because they're just so messed up. And, like, the last place you would ever think to go when you're hallucinating that bad is to a place that is, like, a living circus. Like... Oh, my God. Yeah, like the nightmare-inducing clowns and... Oh, the oh, geez. It could be terrible. Yeah. 
And that's where they chose to go. Yeah. So crazy. But yeah, this movie is, uh, it's interesting. Interesting. It's very odd. Lots of psychedelic drug use. And I like how they portray a lot of the psychedelic drug use. I thought it was really interesting and really fascinating how they shot it. Like uh, one of the scenes that uh, the opening scene where he's, you know, Johnny Depp is saying, you know, it's bat country. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the Cadillac. Yeah. You never see the bats, but you do if you pay attention. Um, when he looks up into the sky and it centers in on his uh, uh, yellow glasses, there's bats f- uh, flapping around in his glasses. Yeah, yeah. I that that is a neat little little tidbit. Yeah. They just have all kinds of really creative ways to to try and show what the character is going through on these psychedelics. Yeah. They they did do a lot of stuff and like there's the part with like uh the dinosaurs or or lizard people, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. The, igu- Dude, the, the iguanas, the, yeah. Yeah, iguana uh, well, all right. Iguanas in the the bar and it was like what the hell, man? Like that was pretty. That's pretty weird. Yeah, dude, that is that is really trippy. I didn't really me- really remember that part quite as well as I thought I did. And then rewatching it, I was like, wow. Like especially when the floor starts getting covered with like mud and blood and all kinds oh, of stuff. Yeah. And he's and then he starts talking about how God, I can't walk in this muck and everything. And it starts making sense. Why he's saying certain things because of that's what he's seeing. Yeah. And then um, the other thing that, oh, uh, I guess we should say to our listeners that Fear and Loathing is available for streaming on Netflix currently. Um, if you didn't know that. Yes. Uh, so, sorry about that. But um, let's see. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, this... this uh, just the crazy, like, when, when he's trying to leave the car and it's, like, crashed into the building and they're like, no, you can't leave your car here. And he's like, mm, yeah, I can. Like, just stuff like that just... Oh, yeah, when he's when he's parked on, like, the, like, literally, like, on the curb, like, in the entryway of the yeah, casino. Yeah, And they're like, sir, you can't park here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous, but, like, yeah, watching... Watching it's surprising m- how they got away with all of it, too. Uh, at least in the movie they did. Yeah, watching this again, it was like, wow. It, it was neat to see it again. And it's still a well-done movie. Like, uh, they... I, I don't know how they did some of the special effects and stuff, but they, I mean, it seems like they went to a lot of work to make, like, the costumes and the sets and all that stuff look really cool. And Because this was made in 98, but it was trying to take place in, what was it, like, the... 70s it was like Six, the, uh, yeah i think it's 71 yeah 1971 hey. i was gonna say it's like 69 but no i think it was 71 because uh th- towards the end of it they specifically start talking about how you know how the 60s was the end of an era and the end of the vietnam war and all that stuff was coming and everything yeah 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 it was just i mean they went through a lot of work to make sure that everything kind of looked the way that they wanted it to so it was neat yeah, it's a it's a trip, man. It is a very trippy, crazy, wild movie from basically start to finish. Yeah, and this is before Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. 
This was before, at least I like to say, or I like to think, before Johnny Depp was quite a household name. I mean, he was at that point because, you know, a lot of the, uh, I guess, probably most of your parents now, you know, our generation, you know, watching uh, 21 Jump Street, the TV show, he was big in that. And he was in a few other movies like, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was Donnie Brasco came out before this and... What's eating Gilbert Grape? What's eating Gilbert Grape was another one. Edward Scissorhands. Another, I mean, every, once he started working with, um, uh, I'm trying to think of his name now, the director, Tim Burton, Burton, he started to be in like all Tim Burton movies. So he's pretty much in most Tim Burton movies. Um, But I still feel that probably, at least on the mainstream, um, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies is really what kind of brought him to the superstardom. You know, he was a star before, but after Pirates, he was just massive. Yeah, just he was a mega, mega star. Right. And so, you know, I, I feel that this was when he was still a star, but not quite at the level that he is now. So, and I like Johnny Depp. Maybe not so much as a person, but uh, his acting is fantastic he's he's a very good actor yeah no he's a he's a good actor um he's gotten a little bit of trouble lately but uh in his real life but uh i still think he's a great actor and i i usually enjoy most of the movies i've seen he's been in so many movies i like i like that he does kind of oddball roles kind of like this fear and loathing or or he, he seems to be just he'll take any kind of character he'll do he'll do anything well it might just be me thinking but uh, I think he likes to challenge himself. Yeah. Yeah. That could be true. You know, because he does these really hardcore serious roles. And then he'll do these really oddball off the wall roles. And then he'll do like, say, a musical. Like, uh, um, what is that? That barbershop one. Um, Sweeney Todd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He did do that. You know? So I feel like Johnny Depp, either he's really good and he freaking knows it, or he just likes to challenge himself. And I really respect that. Yeah. Yeah, he's been, I mean, man, he's been in so many movies. I'm just looking at him real, real quick. So many. Okay, well, what's, what's your favorite Johnny Depp movie then? Oof. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's a toss-up between What's Eating Gilbert Grape and Pirates of the Caribbean. I love Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one. All the rest of them don't exist. But the first one's great. I would have to say that it's probably the first Pirates of the Caribbean or maybe even uh, um, like maybe Edward Scissorhands because I really liked Edward Scissorhands, you know? Yeah, those very those are very interesting movie. So, anyways, all right. So, Mike, I know this is going to be an easy one, but we have to do it anyway. So let's just go ahead and get out of the way. So, Mike, how does Benicio del Toro relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I mean, I mean, sorry. How does Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas <laughs> relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, 
Oh, man, you gave it away. Uh, Benicio Del Toro is the collector in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <sighs> you mean you didn't, like, look up, like, the makeup artist? Or maybe it was, like, the vomit guy? Because on this movie, they <laughs> had to have, like, a vomit guy. There's so much freaking puke in this mu- movie. Like, are you sure it wasn't, like, the vomit guy? Like, maybe he did, like, the blood for... Well, you know what? No, the MCU really doesn't have blood. No, they don't really have blood. I, I'll... I can... I'm just messing with you, yeah. dude. It's fine. I'm just messing with you. I knew it was going to be Benicio Del Toro. And of course, I mean, Benicio's the man, dude. I love that guy. Yeah, no, he's, he's awesome. He's great. So, um, Matt, how is the uh, the Movie Pass uh, saga going? Uh, are you canceling? What is your uh, next dude, move? You know, you know, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm really thinking about switching to. Uh, uh, I I think it's pronounced cinema, but it might be cinemia. I'm not sure. But uh, they announced last week, or was it a week and a half ago? I don't remember that they have a new plan. I don't know if you know. Remember what cinemia is? It's uh, you pay a flat rate of it was seven dollars a month or eight dollars a month initially. And you got two movie tickets a month to any movie you wanted, but no IMAX and no 3D. And you can use it at any theater that you want at any time, including reservations online. So if you have like a reserved seating theater like our picture show and say you want to go see the movie that's a movie that's coming out on Thursday night but you want to get your tickets ahead of time, you can go and buy them ahead of time online. Nice. And they'll let you do that. Nice. That's that's great. Well, they have decided to turn up the flames on MoviePass. And they just announced, I think, last week or the week and a half or something like that, that for their end of summer sale, they're going to do three movies a month at $9.99. Woo, boy. And remember, that is exactly what MoviePass is doing now. Except MoviePass tells you what movies you can and can or cannot see on that given day. So I'm having a real hard time not switching to cinema because then I could go to Harkins and see theater, see movies instead of just picture show. Now, Ooh, yeah, do you want to know like why? Do you want to know why I haven't done it yet? Yes, I do. Because to get that deal, you have to pay for a year membership. Oh. Which is fine. They have been around at their current pricing or, you know, previous pricing, I guess you would say. Because they still have their other deal where it's like seven or eight bucks a month for two movies. And they also have one where it's five bucks for one movie a month. But uh, um, they've been around for three or four years already doing this exact same model. And so they're not going anywhere. It doesn't scare me that I'm going to have to throw down a year's worth of uh, tickets or not tickets, subscription to sign up for cinema. What bothers me is having the money right now to do it. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. That's fair, it's, man. It's, it's fair, like a hundred yeah. and it's like around 130 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. For, uh, with taxes and everything, it's probably around 130 bucks. Which, 
for your average person, you know, it's probably not a big deal. But for me, I'm super, super poor right now. And I'm trying to save every single penny that comes across my uh, bank account for some weird thing that's going on in the last half of October, the first part of November. On yeah. the other side of the planet. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's something that's too good to pass up. I really do. Because if I can see almost all my movies and actually see the ones I want to see, I mean, dude, movie passage is getting worse and worse by the day. And you know that. We've been talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I still personally believe that if you're going to sign up for one and you have one near you, AMC is still the better deal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering uh, when when Movie Pass folds if they're going to jack the rates up quite a bit. But now I can I have some news on that too. AMC announced a couple weeks ago, I think before Cinema actually, that they guarantee when you sign up for AMC Stubbs A list that your price will not change for a year. Oh, okay. They guarantee that. Well, that's now, cool. Past a year. When Movie Pass is, you know, tits up and floating down the river, that's another story. Maybe it'll go up to 30. Maybe it'll go up to 40. Who knows? But for the year you sign up, they guarantee it'll be 20 bucks. Wow. Okay. So, but I don't know, man. I, I think I might, I think when we get done recording, I think I might hop on the cinema. Because, I mean, like, you know, I could have seen uh, uh, our last podcast, uh, Operation Finale. If I had cinema, I could have used my cinema. Nice. Because, uh, um, bring it back to uh, Movie Pass, uh, I did not get that third movie in in August. I didn't do it. I was too busy. And then uh, the one day that I was like, oh, I'm not busy tonight. I'll go see a movie. The two movies that they had available for me to watch, I had already watched. It was Mile 22 and Happy Time Murders. Uh, disappointing. Thanks, assholes. So you see why I think I'm going to join my brethren and leave Movie Pass. Yeah. Oh, can't, can't blame you, man. Dicks. All right, Mike. So uh, let's get off the uh, the little bit of a uh, news, Movie Pass subscription service news. But uh, I, I guess I'll I, I'll just end it. If you have AMC, get AMC Stubbs A list. If you don't. Try out cinema, because w- I'm going to. I think I'm going to. I'll just put it on a credit card. Screw it. <laughs> okay. So, um, with all that, um, how many reels should we rate this, Matt? Uh, you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first, damn it. It's my turn. No, I don't care. I'll go first. Like I said, I love Fear and Loathing. I think it's a fun, great, interesting movie. There's bits and pieces that bother me. Uh, I I guess that's maybe just me getting older. Because being a high school kid and college kid, I thought it was just the bee's knees. You know, all this drug use and all this craziness and everything. Now that I'm a little bit older, it's it's still fun and appealing and really interestingly shot. Amazing cast, including all the cameos, as you pointed out. Um, I love that it's about a Hunter S. Thompson. I love that it's about a journalist. Of course, that really you know sells me. 
But uh, I still, it's not quite as high as I probably would have given it when I first saw it in high school with you and everyone else. But uh, I still give it a solid four reels out of five. Man, again. Are you serious? Yeah, I... This is two podcasts in a row, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to give it four reels also. Uh, it's, It's a good movie, and I just, I think you should see it. Um, it's it's definitely crazy, and a lot of the stuff is almost unbelievable. But I think some of it wasn't quite exactly like that. But I do think a lot of the stuff happened. So um, it's just a crazy wild ride. I'm not for all the drugs, but uh, it's it's an interesting look at it. I guess look at it through a person who was using all the drugs. Now, definitely. If you have little ones, even if they're not that little, I would say chase them out of the house before you throw this guy on. Because it is freaking extreme. It is quite extreme. Yeah. Just my thoughts. I mean, I think even not, you know, maybe if your kid is like maybe a junior or senior in high school, maybe. But even then, it would be kind of awkward to watch it with them. Just yeah. my thoughts. No, I think it would be awkward to watch it with him. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not like, oh, look, they're smoking a little weed. I mean, like, <laughs> one of my scenes, oh, God, oh, I for, I should have mentioned this. One of the scenes that I did not catch before um, when I, even other times before this time watching it, was uh, when Dr. Gonzo and uh, Raul Duke are running back to the second hotel room. And I don't remember why they're running back or racing to get in the hotel room. They're running away from something. But it's the second hotel room with the district attorney conference. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp is carrying a suitcase full of drugs, but it is not the suitcase full of drugs that they went there with. It was the display that shows all the drugs and what they look like and stuff for the district attorney. <laughs> Nice, nice. I didn't. I don't think I noticed that. Yeah, awesome. I, I had never noticed it before, and then I saw it in that one. I was like, "Oh, that is so funny." And I think the reason why it's just so funny is because you know uh, we're from the Dare generation, so we grew up with police officers bringing something like that into our classroom and showing us that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and here's Johnny Depp stealing it. He's like, "Oh man, free drugs! All right." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, it's a fun movie. It's a wild movie. It's a crazy one from start to finish. I think it's well worth a watch. Yeah, me too. So Mike, do you have anything else you want to add about uh fear and loathing in Las Vegas or, uh, our upcoming 50th episode or our upcoming October of horror uh, no, no. Um, but I did want you to give your little, like, uh, I think we missed it on the last one. You didn't oh, say this shit. is the unofficial podcast of, of Chipotle? The unofficial podcast of po- Chipotle. I, did I forget to say that in uh, in uh, Operation Finale? You know, maybe that was probably best left out of Operation Finale. That was a pretty serious one. Yeah, but uh, no, no, no Chipotle for that one. No Chipotle for that one. I'm trying to think what it would be another catchphrase for Chipotle. Like, I like the uh, Chipotle, 
we keep you regular. I was thinking maybe Chipotle. We got burritos. No, that's not as good. No, like is it should it be like Chipotle? We've got Norovi. Oh, too <laughs> soon. Too soon. Hmm. Hmm. What's a what's another one we can do? You know what? While you're at it, listeners, go ahead and write in and tell us what you think we should use for our unofficial podcast of Chipotle. We keep you regular slogan. Yeah, that'll be that'll be cool. It would just be cool to get an email. I still either the email's broken, which I don't think it is, or people just don't like us, Mike. Yeah, I think just people don't like us. You're just gonna have to accept it. Hey, you know what? I've accepted it. I think you're the one that hasn't accepted it. I know people don't like me. Just look at my life. Well, See, you were supposed on, to laugh on, at that. That was supposed to be funny, but no. no. Or did I get too dark? Too it's dark again? Too dark. So, Damn so, it. So Am I like the DC universe? <laughs> yes. Yes, you are the DC universe and I'm the Marvel universe. You know, I you was thinking about that. You know what's really funny, though? Is that how dark I am and my dark sense of humor and all that shit? You would think I would really like the DC universe, but I don't. Like ninety five percent of my comics are Marvel. Like I'm all I've always been a Marvel person. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But oh, do you still yeah. have your Spawn comics? I believe so. Yes. Nice, nice. Did you ever read the uh, Deadpool ones I sent you? No, Matt. I haven't had time. See, what is this? I don't have time, Mike. I've got a lot of things to do. Many important things. I'm a very important person. I know. Clearly you are. I'm not. I just sit here. Oh, man. There was something else I was going to add and I forgot. Oh, that's right. Um, about the 50th episode. I've gotten a few suggestions. Uh, not through the email, but I've gotten a couple uh, uh, suggestions sent. Uh, on, I think it was on our Facebook. Oh, nice. Uh, there was a movie that was suggested that was filmed in 1968 by uh, Mr. Don Crow suggested that. Uh, I'm not sure. It might be tough to find that one without having to pay for it. I still, I'm still thinking a giveaway though, man, but I don't know. I don't have any money, but it might be, it might be fun or maybe we'll just do Iron Man. I don't know. We got to figure something out cause it's coming up quick, dude. Yeah, it is. Uh, okay. Well, We'll think about it, and then we'll look for those suggestions. So email us. Somebody. Yeah. Please. Please email us. Uh, it's, you know, either Matt at RealFilmNerds.com or Mike at RealFilmNerds.com or Nerds at RealFilmNerds.com. All right. Um, I guess uh, that's it for me. Do you have anything else, Matt? No, man. I think I'm good. I just would, uh, you know... I'd like to get some suggestions. I'd like to get some emails. You know, we want to do something fun and cool for you guys, not for us. I mean, Mike and I do fun and cool stuff for us every day. We don't need you guys to be cool. Yeah. You know? Right. We're, we just want to do something that you guys really think would be neat and fun or that you want to hear. I mean, if you, you know. So let us know. Yeah. Let I us don't know. know. That's all I got. All right. Well, with that. Uh, thanks everybody thanks for listening 
Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.